0: Really make me start a new show on my, my own feed. And he's hard at work right now. Creating a thumbnail. Is it going to be a good thumbnail? I think so. You think so. New format here on TFTC. Bitcoin for businesses. Uncle Lou's brainchild. Since this podcast was the original brainchild of Uncle Lou, I said, hey, worked out the first time. Maybe it'll work out this time, too. We'll see where it goes. We dove into how fanatics can implement Bitcoin, that's the broader topic of this mini series within TFTC, is how can businesses practically implement Bitcoin into their operations? Started with a Philly company, city near and dear to our hearts, our home city. See if Big Mike likes this one, Lou. Like it. Thinks he's gonna like it. This rip was brought to you by our good friends at River. River is the easiest place to stack sats, the best place to stack sats. Bitcoin's pumping right now. Let's be honest here. At 43K, things are, FOMO's induced. We're four months away from the halving. Who knows if the ETF's going to get approved or not. People think it is. You have an opportunity to front run the institutions. River is the easiest place to do that. If you want a dollar cost average in the Bitcoin, you make it very simple. And not only that, if you do dollar cost average using River, you don't pay any fees on those buys. They build all their infrastructure. They don't have any, third parties that they depend on. It is probably the safest place to buy Bitcoin in the United States. None of this is financial advice. I'm just really excited about River, what they're doing. They have limit targets. Price is going pretty crazy right now. If you want to set limits within the app to purchase Bitcoin at a particular price, you can do that very easily. They have customer service. If you actually need to talk to somebody, their a company that provides actual customer service. You can talk to a human. We're pumping, if you're thinking about Bitcoin up there, out there, maybe you haven't made the decision to jump in. Just go set up a River account for when that decision does get made down the line. Go to river.com slash TFTC, sign up today. You'll get $5 in Bitcoin after your first $100 purchase. This route was also brought to your buyer good friends down the hall at Unchained, getting ready for tax season. Uh, and Unchained has probably one of the best tax advantage products in the Bitcoin space, which is their IRA. If you want to transition your traditional IRA account, whether it's a Roth IRA, uh, into Bitcoin Unchained's IRA makes that very easy. And not only that, within the the Bitcoin IRA at Unchained, you hold your own keys. It's a two or three seed quorum, where you hold two keys. Unchained holds one. So you hold Bitcoin in your IRA and you hold your own keys uh, instead of if you're weighing the. Options of liquidating your IRA and buying Bitcoin, you're worried about the tax implications. The team down the hall makes it very easy to just fully transition your IRA into Bitcoin and do it without the tax sets. So go set up a consultation with them. Go to unchain.com slash consultation. If you're thinking about transitioning your IRA, learn about it, how it's done, and get started. Very good time to learn more about Unchain. Go to Unchain.com. So last consultation, tell them that TFTC sent you. This rip is also like everybody is like here. Brought to you by Crowd Andy, CEO, right outside the door here, working away, building the Crowd community. Crowd Health is an alternative to health insurance. Health insurance is notoriously opaque, impersonal, and very expensive. Crowd Health is a way to take sovereignty back in terms of your health care costs, not health insurance. Uh, it's a it's basically a community, you pay a monthly fee. If you ever have a health event you go to crowd say hey i'm going to go see a doctor um they can connect you with the doctor if you need one you go to the doctor you get your bill you bring it back to crowd health you pay the first 500 and the rest gets crowdfunded by the crowd health community the benefits of this similar to On-Chain and river uh, they have a team of health advocates that will talk to you and walk you through the process uh, on top of that it's cheaper since these health events are getting funded with dollars the doctors getting paid out right away in cash and because of that they're willing to negotiate prices and crowd health does an incredible job of negotiating prices lower for their community members and then on top of that it's a healthy community so the overall healthcare costs for the crowd health community is lower than what you would see in typical health insurance so if you're looking to opt out of bad money get into good money in bitcoin it makes sense to opt out of bad health coverage and into good health coverage with your healthcare. So go to joincrowdhealth.com slash tftc, sign up today, and you'll get $99 for your first six months. That will be your charge. Last but not least, this is brought to you by Bitcoin Talent Co. I already did chain, Logan, Jesus Christ, interrupting the ad read and not paying attention. Take a lap. As I was saying, this was also brought to you by our good friends at Bitcoin Talent Co. Recruiting agency built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. If you're a company in the space looking to hire, whether it's at the C-suite level or the sales development role level, uh, Bitcoin Talent Co. is here to help you find the best talent in the world, not just the industry. Uh, They're interacting with people in banking, tech, finance, to pull that good talent into Bitcoin. They understand Bitcoin. They understand multisig. They understand mining. They understand lightning. So it's not just some run-the-mill recruiting firm that's trying to get fees from you. They actually understand what you're looking for. Uh, And on top of that, they'll work hard to understand your needs, how your company operates, and the best candidates that fit into your corporate culture. Corporate culture, buzzword. Uh, They also have a flex product. Maybe you don't need a full-time employee. You don't wanna take on all that OPEX and those expenses. Uh, You can tap into their flex product, which has a roster of people looking to do part-time work. Uh, If you need a three-month engineering sprint, six-month design sprint, a four-month growth marketing sprint, tap into the flex network that they have there. Go to bitcointalent.co, tell them that TFTC sent you, and enjoy the first episode of Bitcoin, what are we calling this? Bitcoin for business? Bitcoin for business, that's what we're calling it. Bitcoin for business, fanatics, enjoy. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free, If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all all the central banks going nuts.
1: So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where
0: central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention,
1: you probably should be. be.
0: be. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Why why don't you get cream in your coffee?
1: Because you gave me a look like, you gave me a look like you're the busiest fucking man on the planet. Even though you just sit here and stare at the block thing all day. Like, oh, this is happening at all. Sit here and stare at the block thing all day. You just come on the show and just shit on me. And my work ethic. (sighs) I feel like I'm the only one who can since I kind of created the show. (laughs) 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 All right, so real question. Why are we here? Why are we doing this? What is this? This is... This is, this is gonna be a new series for, 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 for the Marty, Dent, for Marty Bent world or Marty whatever your fucking name is world. <laughs> I realized I've been here for like two months. It's probably, some, people are way too smart. Everyone here is too smart, but like I'm the dumbest person in this office without a doubt. Like I'm dumb. I don't think you're dumb. I know you don't think I'm dumb, but like the things that are happening here are like next level shit, next level shit. Like all this Bitcoin shit, mash i don't even know what i'm doing i just know it's gonna work like who knows like i don't know what i'm doing so i've realized one time a month we got to take an hour and i got to ask you questions okay for the normal people for for the normies
0: for the normies
1: yeah and we've gone back and forth about how to do this well this
0: is how the show started yeah like the bitcoin history episodes it was basically you being like what is this? this yeah teach me about it and then you got very busy and you stopped coming on the show
1: well, you you also big time me a lot, but that's, that's I did that. not big time you. <laughs> I'm kidding. You
0: did <laughs> big time me
1: once. I just I needed a comeback on it. You didn't big time me once. I'm thinking now that like I need we need to learn again. We got to learn again. Like the it, like the 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 I want to say idiots, morons, whatever, whatever I am. We got to learn again because it's pretty obvious Bitcoin's going to win. It's going to win.
0: Are you more confident now than you were in 2017 when we started the show? yeah okay
1: yeah it's gonna win so we've gone back and forth like what we should do what we should do to teach people and the idea that we've i've come up with it's bitcoin for business i like this where i can ask you questions about i'm gonna take a business and i'm gonna ask you questions about how bitcoin would work into their business now there was a little scuttlebutt about what we should start with we decided we're gonna start a philadelphia company I wanted Wawa. You told me not Wawa right das now. Wa. Not Wawa. It's too hard. Wawa's well, too hard.
0: It's not too hard, but it's just
1: like, eh, yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a gas station. Like, what am I gonna do? It's a great gas station. One of the best gas stations in the world.
0: You think it's better than Bucky's? Have you been to a Bucky's yet?
1: I have not been to a Bucky's, but I kind of need to go. But I don't think anything can be better than Wawa. Wawa has like a nostalgia thing where it's like. It's, like, like, what states outside of Pennsylvania and Texas have a gas station that matters? Think about that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. No. Zero. I mean, Bucky's and Wawa are now in Florida, Tennessee. Wawa's in Florida? Yeah, in Tennessee? Uh, Bucky's is in Tennessee. I don't know if Wawa is.
1: I kind of get why there is no Wawa down here though, because like Buckys would just be like, no. Yeah, Buckys would not have it, muscle them out of the market. Like, I've always thought, why was there no Wawa everywhere? But now I get it, because they have their buc and stuff. Anyway, so we didn't, we're not doing Wawa. We're going to do another, another Philadelphia company. We're going to do Fanatics. Why are we going to do Fanatics? Because fucking big dick Mike Rubin has been, he's owned the sports space forever, and I feel like that's a space I know. Like, I don't know another Philadelphia company I could do that would like that I could ask you questions about that would make any sense to me. I don't want to do Comcast either. I don't even know what Comcast does. Like, seriously. Like, I asked you a question yesterday. Remember yesterday when I was like, What is a what it what's an IRA? I really don't know. (laughs) I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, Like, I don't know. I don't know. I know, I know sports because of sports. Stuff because of Barstool. I know YouTube stuff because of the McAfee stuff, and I know like consumer products. I don't know anything else. So what we're gonna do and what we're gonna do now is I'm gonna ask you questions. I like this. I think this is this is how we can get people that are not that are like your audience is too smart. We gotta get we gotta expand now. The world's gotta know about Bitcoin. Okay. All right. So we're starting with fanatics. That's gonna be our first company. What's gonna be a second? I have no idea because literally we are me and Marty do not plan. I'm not a planner.
0: I fly. I just fly. I, I, and this is where we butt heads a lot. True. Because I'm a bad planner too. And we need better planners in our life.
1: I'm not the planner. I'm a doer. We, we don't
0: compliment each other that way. We, we need a planner. We're winging it. The, bet, the most planning we ever did was when we did the, the history of Bitcoin in that office at HQ2. That
1: was the most. So we probably want to pull, like pull up that picture one more time. I'll find it for you. We want to pull that up. Because yeah. that was a lot of planning. That
0: was like months of planning.
1: Maybe maybe two weeks, but like you can say it was months. But we, we it was two weeks. We probably did it for two weeks. We probably left it up. We probably went. We probably started it and left it up there, and then we came back to it. Yeah. There's no way I was sitting there for a month months planning anything. I'm planning. I just rip it. Even this thing, I'm ripping it. I was just listening to the podcast. Oh, another reason why we're starting it. I was listening because how I learned. Same. Me and Michael Rubin learned the same way. Because it's these Philly guys. He said he doesn't read. I don't read either. <laughs>
0: It's not all Philly people. Some of us read.
1: You read, yes. He doesn't read. I don't read. He said he only listens to podcasts. You're both very successful, so I'm nothing compared to this guy. But let's be honest he, he's the, he's one of, he's he's one of the one of the big dicks in the world. So the questions that I have for you is. If we're thinking of Fanatics as a whole, wait, wait, back up. Let's take it back up. Okay, let's back up.
0: Before thinking about Fanatics as a whole, let's describe that whole. What is Fanatics? What do they do? What are their different business lines?
1: Fanatics is the number one company in the world when it comes to sports apparel, sports merchandise. If you buy anything from any sports company, any team, whatever you are, bu- you are using Fanatics. The number one thing I think Michael Rubin has done that I still do not know how he's done for this long, and that's why he's the goat. He may be with the greatest Philadelphia businessman since Ben Franklin. Like I don't know, but Ben Franklin from Boston, but I think he's Philadelphia. Whatever. He has held on to the sports, to the sports rights for teams for I don't know how long. 20, twenty, thirty years. He's the greatest in the world at that. Like I don't know how he's been for Fanatics products, kind of shitty. <laughs> like, like it's kind of shitty. He's been able to hold on to those sports rights for, um, minimum 20 years. Minimum. I don't, I honestly, do you want to know it'd be, wouldn't it wouldn't be great if I knew exactly when Fanatics started, but I didn't look that up. Cause so, I know it's been a long time.
0: Logan, look that up. Fanatics. Logan, when does Fanatics start? F-A-N-A-T-I-C-S. We can spell in Philadelphia too. I can't can spell.
1: Alright, now it's gonna get hard. Let me let me throw my juice. Twenty eleven. So he so it started in twenty eleven. So we're only twelve years in. Feels like forever. <laughs> so no no, but let's ask a question though. Let's ask another question. He uh was it he owned another thing called like GSI Commerce or something before that, right? We're definitely gonna have to cut some of this.
0: Uh, we're not cutting anything. We're not cutting anything.
1: We're not cutting anything? No, just rip. Okay, it's fine with me. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I don't care that I don't know when he started his company. I don't
0: know. I, I think, I think uh, when he started the company is external from the conversation we want to have, which is how can this company implement Bitcoin?
1: Yes, that is true. But I feel like I should have done a little bit more DD or I did have a page with DD on it, but I don't, I don't know how to read. That's the problem. I don't know to read. <laughs> I have a page sitting right in front of me. I don't know to read. All right, There's so the thing
0: is, ninety-five got turned into GSI Commerce in 02.
1: Yeah, so GSI Commerce. This is like this is when. So I actually have a good story about this, and it goes
0: back to ninety-five. Then
1: this is. The, you want to hear a really good story about this? You want to hear like this is why also why we started with this guy, Big Mike? Did did, did you know that at one point? They, they, were calling, they were calling King of Prussia, around the King of Prussia area, the Silicon Valley of the East. <laughs> I did not know that. K-O-P? I swear to God. KOP? I swear to God. I swear to God. When I was like starting in Barstow, I went to this company when I was like, oh, like I was like trying to learn about ad tech and with this company called Technicos and this dude, Jason Hartman told me that they once called it the Silicon Valley of the East.
0: What happened? How a King of Prussia have such a fall from grace? I
1: don't know. I know, like, GSI Commerce and all them started there. I was like, oh, this team, uh, Young Lou was like, oh, that's actually cool. That's actually makes, like, makes sense. Like, Fanatics was started here, started around this area. Like, maybe it could have been the T- Silicon Valley of the East.
0: That's why we need to go back. We are re-erect that.
1: That's also that been, there's also been a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of grumblings that we have to go back and save the city sooner than we thought. Yeah. We may not be texans for for a long time we may have to go back sooner and save it
0: i've got my natural born texan and the youngest he's our anchor baby in case we ever need to come back for some unforeseen reasons
1: yeah i think in the next couple of years we're going to go back and save it sooner yeah didn't realize didn't realize how, how quick we we're going to save the save the city me you and big
0: mike all right big, all right big mike's a big business leader big business leader part owner of the sixers was a part of owner of the Sixers. Was a part
1: owner. Gave it up. Learned that why he gave it last night, so he can be more in business, so he can serve the customers of Fanatics more. Learned that too when I was listening to my podcast, since I don't read. Now, they besides the sport, besides being uh, the, the 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 leader in sports apparel, they also have a gambling business now because they bought PointsBet. They have a live streaming platform, Fanatics Live. They have their own uh, like airline miles type points called fan cash, which they give back to uh, users for buying stuff. And I think we may want to start there with FanCash. FanCash is basically just like airline miles points. So I kept thinking in my brain, I was like, "Why would it not be Bitcoin? Why would ever? Why would something like Fanatics that has?" This Mike Rubin's greatest thing is he's the greatest relationships person on the planet. That's also why I want to start with him. Started with him. It's like the guy, Philadelphia guys. We're all Philadelphia guys. We all, we've all probably
0: been good people, people, good
1: people kind of where we're, you yeah, we're, can read we're good
0: people. People, we know how to talk to people, build relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we're good.
1: Philadelphia people are good, good people, people. I don't know how outside of Philadelphia. I think people just like us outside of Philadelphia. I have that whole theory too. Do they? When you get to a different like, part of the world that's not Philadelphia, I feel like if you – they're like, oh, that motherfucker made it out of Philadelphia. We like him anyway. We <laughs> like them for that reason alone. That's why I moved to Boston that's how I felt. I was like, oh, they just me I, like me because I'm out of there because I got out. That makes sense. Of the mean streets. But we always want to go back. We're going to have to go back at some point. But that's, 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 that's me and you. Big Mike is Big Mike is throwing white parties. That's his name now. May's Big Mike. Big Mike. I kind of feel like I know him. I've, I've listened to so many podcasts about him. He's throwing the white party. He's got the big part. He has the best relationships in the world with these people. He has fan cat. Fan cash is kind of like air mile, airline miles points. I get the point of being like, let's keep everyone in the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. But why would you not tie that to Bitcoin? Why would you not tie? It? Why is everyone not saying let's do? cash back in bitcoin or tying that to bitcoin
0: that's a great question i think it's like a very smart move like to replace fan cash with bitcoin rewards sats rewards so they can leverage something like fold in their enterprise api and so fold is a rewards based company and that's really what they're going after is the whole total addressable market of rewards airline miles starbucks miles or starbucks cash fan cash all that they want to replace that with Bitcoin, and I think it's a very smart idea for these companies to adopt it. But like you said, there's this preconceived notion that we need to keep everybody in our ecosystem. And the best way to do that is have these uh, points, this point system that can only be spent at our company. And that makes sense when you're looking at it at first glance, like, yeah, of course you wanna keep people sort of involved with your company and they get points that they can only spend there, um, however, history has shown, whether it's airline miles or Starbucks cash, that uh, people get debased. Essentially, Starbucks did it last year. They said, all right, your Starbucks Starbucks cash is cut in half. Like, it's it's worth half of what it was yesterday, airline miles. They uh, expire after a certain amount of time. Not uh, privy to the exact dynamics of fan cash, but I imagine... Uh, There could be similar dynamics at play and why you would replace that fan cash with Bitcoin. I I think it's a bit counterintuitive where you're trying to solve the problem of people spending uh, at your company. I think incorporating Bitcoin can actually accelerate that, especially if you're a first mover in the space, because if you're spending money at Fanatics and you're getting Bitcoin back and you're one of the few places that's doing that early, I think you're actually going to accelerate that that problem that you're trying to solve, which is like, we want more people spending more money at Fanatics, if they know they're gonna get a Bitcoin reward in return and cash back, like they'll go buy more Fanatics stuff because they're getting something that's actually valuable. And the problem that arises, and I think that's something companies like Fanatics need to get comfortable with, is since it's Bitcoin, it can be spent other places. They can get the Bitcoin cash back and go spend it other places. However, I do think if you're a first mover, that problem solved by people wanting to spend money cuz they know they're going to get bitcoin back.
1: Yeah, so what that also brings me to what you're saying what I was thinking about with FanCash too is the idea of like of like let's Fanax wants to be the everything app of sports. Let's assume there is there is there are many super apps. There's Amazon. There Amazon's a super app kind of where you can do a million different things on there. If Fanax like I want to be the super app of sports, wouldn't that help users to be like okay, they want to get in ticketing one day. Let's say I want to get in ticketing one day. How else would some, like, you're never going to be able to get enough fan cash points to get a ticket to the Super Bowl. But with Bitcoin, you could. Like, that's, if for, for big, big Mike's a big guy on, like, oh, like, what's the best experience for, uh, for, for, for fans? And how else would someone save for a Super Bowl ticket if you're buying all the, you're buying stuff? That, like, if you're a super fan, a super sports fan, how else would they do it? Like, it seems like that would be impossible, right? Like, cause there is no savings technology within, a, within any type of like, yeah, you have, I swipe my credit card, I get points from Chase, but like, they're not, I'm never gonna get enough points to get like, you see people that have like billions of airline points, yeah, they could buy, but like a normal person could never save enough to get that like game ticket without something like this. Unless I'm crazy wrong, cause like the price of Super Bowl tickets go up every year yeah big game tickets go up every year.
0: I mean it would come out with the timing like you'd have to accumulate enough bitcoin back rewards when the price is low and have that go up and then yeah yeah and you but, could potentially buy a ticket
1: but long term value of it that's what I'm saying the long term value seems like the only way you could do it yeah the like you're never gonna get enough airline miles to like or chase points or whatever we're calling <laughs> them fan cash points to get to get like the items that like if you are thinking. And if Big Mike is thinking, and me, I don't know if he likes me calling him Big Mike, I'm gonna come up with a few different names for him, just so you know that. Um, if he's like, okay, I wanna get into all these different businesses within the within the the sports ecosystem, whether it's ticketing, whether they're big in the collectibles now, they just bought tops, people that wanna buy like a, a Joe B rookie card, those are very expensive. Someone's not gonna be able to save up enough money for those things. So it's kind of like you're hurting your consumer by not doing it because the people that you can never get enough, you'll never gonna be able to get enough on fan cash or, or XYZ to get to the level to be like, oh, this one prize item that I possess, the amount of points you need, it's just impossible.
0: That is an important part too. And like, not only is maybe there's a reality where somebody can get enough points, but they can never have confidence that even if they do get enough points, it'll be worth what it, they originally thought it was again going back to airlines basically having their miles expire after a certain amount of time or starbucks cutting the value of their cash back in half overnight and so that preconceived notion uh that knowledge that this happened in other areas would probably disincentivize people from engaging in it in the first place because like hey why is it even worth it because uh, my airline miles expire. My Starbucks cash got cut in half. Like it could happen here too, so that could be like a mental blocker that prevents people from <coughs> from engaging in something like FanCash. And then, but if it's Bitcoin, like and you're giving Bitcoin back rewards using something like Fold's API, like the end user knows that FanCash, Starbucks, American Airlines has no control over the the supply of Bitcoin at a given point in time. So they know. That they get SATS back and it's in their wallet. Like it's not getting debased. And so that may incentivize them to interact more with this cashback scheme. And then on top of that, talking about the different business verticals, whether it's uh, sports memorabilia, jerseys, all that stuff, and then ticketing, those are two different two different verticals with two very different um, sort of business economics, I would expect. And so the economics of fan cash for uh, points back while you're buying memorabilia may be completely different than something. It like is. ticketing. is.
1: You, you're, you're correct there. And it's, so
0: like the, the economics, may, the, fan cash may not have the incentive to make those points fungible across those different business lines. Cause the economics don't make sense. Whereas with Bitcoin, it th- th- does make sense because at the end of the day, um, if you're paying for a ticket in Bitcoin, that's good money that, you can actually hold on your balance sheet.
1: Yes, so there is a there is a world, you can use fan cash for different things right now, but the assumption, I think it would be much, I think what you're saying, and I think is what you're saying is correct, it'd be much harder to be like, okay, I bought, uh, I wanna just, and essentially you buy, you go out and you buy the new, uh, the Kelly Green jerseys come out for the Eagles, just gonna use Philadelphia stuff, because this is what I know. Um, they come out, you buy it, you get some points back on there, what you're saying is, if there was like a lightning Bitcoin implementation, it could just go in the one wallet. sits there, and you could easily send it to like, oh, I want to hold this here from when I want to go buy tickets like two years from now. Yeah, I know that I buy my Kelly Green jersey in week one. Week one, and God, we could even pull up like, what was the price of Bitcoin in week one? Look that up, Logan. What was the price of Bitcoin in week one of the NFL season? Because then it's like, oh, I buy the Kelly Green jersey in week one. Eagles are looking good. I want to move. I want to maybe get. Throw some have these that that cash back to go back to the uh, to go to like a playoff game or whatever. When, when was that? September. September. Let's say September seventh ish. That would be week one. Yeah, that actually makes sense because it's like okay, that's real. If you're thinking about it, if I'm si- if I'm Mike Robin and I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about it from like the perspective of like okay, I want. Th- the, the people that are using this thing, I, I maybe I want them to go buy another like twenty dollar item or whatever, another jersey or hat. But in reality, if that savings, if there's a savings technology behind my cash back, then I can move. I'm moving them to higher ticketed items. Yes. Like over, and Logan's going to pull up what the what Bitcoin was at at, at on September seventh, and we're going to see like okay, like this is what it could. This is a real world example of where you could have really have done it, where it's like. I bought my Kelly green Jersey. Uh, I got back both well, the authentic Kelly green Jersey. You get, you get back the, I don't know. Let's say you get back. I'm making this up. You get back 5% on it. It's 300 bucks for the authentic one. So 26K. what? 26k. So if you got back 5% on 300.
0: I yeah. can't do public math. I'm the worst. It's, um, 15 bucks. Fifteen bucks. So Fifteen bucks is around uh, twenty eight bucks right now. I would say so.
1: Exactly. There's no other way. There's no other thing on the planet where you could sit there and say this reward system within it within the ecosystem would be would be doubled within yeah. sixteen weeks, and under sixteen weeks. Yeah, it's
0: probably around twenty five dollars. But that's certainly a case. I think the more important case here too, when we're thinking about companies like Fanatics trying to implement a Bitcoin strategy, I think the rewards aspect and the rewards avenue is the lowest friction way to introduce it because a lot of people when they're like incorporate bitcoin into your company they're like accept bitcoin for payment and the reality of the situation is most people don't have bitcoin and so they're not going to interact with that that invoice to pay in bitcoin most of the time unless they're like hardcore bitcoiners like you and me Uh, the rewards aspect though is a sly roundabout way to introduce bitcoin to your customers um where they may not be bitcoiners uh, but they may be willing to take Bitcoin as rewards because it's basically no skin in the game for them. They're, it's cash back. It's money they wouldn't have anyway. And so mentally, they're probably like, yeah, I'll accept Bitcoin uh, as a cash back reward instead of going out and buying it. And then they get introduced to Bitcoin that way. They hold it in their account. They wake up one day, see the $15 in cash back they got. <coughs> they got September is now $25. bucks. i am like, oh, this is interesting and they want to get more bitcoin because they saw that and so they start spending more and then eventually they understand bitcoin uh, what it means as money in the digital age and then they become more willing to spend it on goods and services down the road
1: yes but the the idea of just being able to sit there and say the cost of something that i can get something else that i didn't want is massive in terms of like the if I'm running a business where like I, it's all customer focused. like like my entire business if I'm running Fanatics the entire like if you are if you service your customers better than x than the next person you're going to win like like kind of what like Amazon did with the uh, with two day shipping okay like like second they introduced two day shipping it's like okay I get the product as quickly as I can possibly get it it's like that's a that's where I think yep. there's a huge advantage for consumer companies to do this because
0: yeah. and to that point, like I think rewards, this is a great way to actually serve your end client. You're not giving them some Buku and I'm not trying to be derogatory here, but this is just the history of point systems historically, like Buku fan cash bucks. Like they're centrally controlled. Who knows what they'll be worth one day uh, to the next uh, this is serving the end client by giving them cash back rewards in Bitcoin because um, you know they know you know that in the long term value is going to accrue to bitcoin and those quote-unquote points in the form of bitcoin are going to be worth something which is serving your end client at the end of the day
1: yeah because if you're especially if you're a global business and you're like i want to go like i think about the nfl a lot because obviously it's a sport i watch the most that in the nba it's like okay i want to go to the you want to go to the i'm going to the a game in in Germany or, or, or England, like you have fan, if it was, if it, if you could automatically change it, like that's the other thing about, that's my next question, honestly, is like in a global business, a globe things change all the time. Wouldn't you want to run something like this on Lightning off of just a payments processing thing? Because like, we were talking about, about
0: it. it last week, chargebacks.
1: Yeah. Like, chargeback Massive problem, yeah. Like it
0: solves that problem immediately
1: chargebacks huge problem in the world just a huge problem for everyone in every business yeah. it solves chargeback problems it also solves the idea it doesn't also solve the idea of of um like onboarding new customers. like let's say okay case in point you see what the you see what like uh the Middle East or Saudi Arabia is doing like they're buying all the sports leagues they're buying sports leagues they're buying stars or whatever okay they're going out and being like you gotta go set up operation in a different country. Can't you just do that instantly because
0: you have the payment system set up instantly? Well, yeah, and it'd be more specific, set up an operation in that country, set up bank accounts. That's, yeah. Set up a foreign exchange between dollars and uh, real, I believe is what they use in Saudi Arabia. Uh, yeah, that takes a lot of money, upfront capital with Bitcoin It's software free and open source. Like you can, if you want it to be bold and just go Bitcoin only in that international aspect of your business would make it much easier. Because
1: that's what I think about a lot too. It's like my group, an MBA guy. It's like, okay, let's assume they wanted to, the MBA one, to have like games in Africa one day or somewhere else. It's like, how would you even, how would you set that up quick enough? Like that would take years where, and but with Bitcoin, if Bitcoin was the payment layer, mm-hmm. you could set that up
0: instantly. You could show up and be like, we have an arena, we're selling jerk Everyone buys it in Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, ZapRite, you could easily... Implement what they're doing, just get your own exchange account. You don't have to do your own wallet. You set up an account, business account with River Unchained, um, and their back-end handles the invoicing, and you get paid immediately. And then beyond that, like again, going back to the problem, most people don't have Bitcoin. They're not going to spend, maybe in countries like, uh, excuse me, not countries, con- on continents like con- Africa. But I'm
1: thinking continents. Like th- We're thinking about a global shifting world where if you told someone 10 years ago that the PG, that best people in the PGA would go like be playing and would be like, Oh, they're playing in, in, in the middle East. It's like, they like, huh? Like, like how quickly, like things like that change. And it's like, if you don't have a universal payment layer, how do you move? Like, how do you do that? Like, is that even possible? That's
0: you go domicile a business entity in that country, which takes time, money. And you set up a bank account connected to that business entity. takes time, money. I mean, you probably have to do, um, a small amount of this even if you are accepting bitcoin but i find it hard to imagine they would be anywhere near uh-huh. as burdensome as setting up banking infrastructure across these countries
1: so you're saying so meaning like meaning like it would be a hundred times easier to just show up and be like i could i have this the software on my phone <laughs> i want to start selling like you never know like i think about like you know what i i always think about like like European basketball players, like middle of nowhere, and Nicola Jokic is the best player in the world now. Like, let's say you want to show up and start selling jerseys, like, you could do that, right? Like, cause yeah. it's just instant. Yeah. So anywhere on the planet, you could show up and just be like, okay, instead of, I have to set up all this infrastructure, or like, cause you just don't know when things like that take off. Like, you don't know, like, like oh, like, I mean, like people knew Luka Doncic was gonna be the best, but it's like, you, you have, do you see these things that are just like, okay, like I wanna, this guy's gonna go to the NBA, people are showing up, to like, maybe they wanna get his jersey or they wanna like, show up or like build, Michael Broom can do this, like he's good at this, as we know, like I'm thinking also on this line, like every athlete now is their own personal brand. Yeah. We're seeing it, we saw it with McAfee, we're seeing it with Paul George, you see it with all these people, they're all doing it, they're all being their own personal brand. If you could, Basically, go to all over the globe. Though, like obviously, people are like, oh, it's easy because it's better in America. What I'm saying is, that, like, when your sports now is so global, and these sports are global, and they're going to keep going that way. Like, like if these people are trying to set up personal brands as they're on their way up before they get to the, the NBA, and like that could happen instantly if you were set up on if you had a payment layer like Lightning Bitcoin, whatever. Correct?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. And before even like we don't even have to get that grandiose. I mean, I think there's lower hanging fruit use cases that really I,
1: go ahead but that's not grandiose though this where we're at in the world no because like the way
0: YouTube yeah, works grandiose the like, in the sense that like like crazy big vision going international like there's again lower hanging fruit that like you could implement for the business you have today that could improve the user experience so like checkout get be I have that wild extension uh, on my browser it has Bitcoin in it when you compare the checkout flow using GetAlby to pay um, at a checkout, like the TFTC store, tftc.io slash shop, want to buy a yard sign. When you go there and you pay in Bitcoin, like I literally, I don't have to fumble and pull out my debit card. Uh, I literally get the lightning invoice and pay it immediately from GetAlby. just click a button, it's paid. And so like, I would really be interested to see what the fallout rate at checkout is when people have to go to put in their credit card like how many people don't have it on them? How many people like, and, and don't wind up buying something at checkout because they simply don't have their wallet on them. Like this, from a, like a retention standpoint, like fixes that problem because the wallet's in your browser and you pay right away. You don't have to give up all this personal information. That's another thing. You don't have to uh, hold all this credit card information as a company, which adds a bunch of security data risk to your, to your operation.
1: But would that, that makes sense? What you're saying makes complete sense. But wouldn't that hurt them from the perspective of the they want to collect the data so they can customer map I assume there's a way maybe you could do it or I don't know I don't know yet like we're like you like okay, I do need the data so I can build out demographics and segments for people
0: yeah, and that's makes, why that's why like profiles on these sites exist right okay like you set up like a customer profile and then I mean, the data you d- do get, like you need to ship the goods somewhere at the end of the day, and that is a physical location. Which
1: true. So you know, yeah, right. <laughs> you got to ship the. Da- that's why. That's why you're telling me because I'm I wouldn't even think about that. I'm the I'm the moron. Where like uh, you're right. You're, you you have a customer profile of them even though they're not using their credit card information. Yeah. And then that because that's what I think about. What I was thinking about was like why we're doing fanatics too. It's like they're so. They're globe, it's global, it's globe. Things change in that world instantly. Things pop up. You wanna, like, I think, to be honest, like I think, like fucking, what's the, the fake tennis sport that people are playing? Pickleball. Pickleball, I think it's the dumbest sport in the world, but like, that takes off and you wanna start selling pickleball merch, you wanna, start, people are playing it all over the world. It's like, okay, how do you do that instantly? instantly like instantly you need the payment layer yeah. right like that's where i think that there's a huge huge opportunity for the, someone like yeah
0: fanatics and again distress it's early days still um so you may not get you may not get the attraction you expect off the bat and this is simply driven by the fact that most people don't have bitcoin and that's okay that's why i think rewards is a great place to start you solve a problem of basically crappy points currency with hard currency and bitcoin then you get bitcoin into people's hands and then they're more likely to spend bitcoin uh on your platform in the future but i do think there is a case to begin building out this functionality early just the ability to accept bitcoin along fiat particularly for this international case uh, as well where i think eventually the market is going to come to this and it's going to be uh, very obvious that this was the solution at the end of the day. And most people worry about timing and I don't think you can be too early here.
1: Um, no, yeah. not at all. So then that brings me to another question that I had for you.
0: And, and just to wrap that up, like the industry within Bitcoin has gotten to a point of maturity where the accounting systems and the invoicing systems are mature enough to incorporate into your business line. So it's somewhat seamless. It's not as clunky as it was when we started this podcast six years ago.
1: Okay, so it is possible. That's what you're saying. Yes. From for the for the for the layman over here, it's possible. Yes. Okay. So another question I have, but I was thinking about, let's listen them talk about the tops card business, about like the collectible business. Don't want to bring up the word, but I'm going to bring up the word, the worst word in the world, the NFTs with mm-hmm. Gary Vee, who he probably it's probably why I'm, it's probably why that's probably why Big Mike will won't really want to get into Bitcoin because I think he got, I think he, I think he got in with some bad actors, and one of them one of them is. Uh, he, uh, I don't even, you know what? I don't care. I ain't friends with the dude. I don't. If Big Mike's friends with the guy, that's up. That's that's his decision. <laughs> <laughs> NFTs are dumb. They're one of the dumbest things in the world. Okay, we all know that. It's it's completely re, it's dumb. But there probably is a way where because they're running they run into issues at tops where it's like they're called redemptions. Okay, redemption is like you get a pack of cards, a box of cards, and You open it and it's supposed to have a a signed uh a signed um bryce harper card in it and it doesn't but you but you can go and chase down the people you can go back he said that people like chase them down like like you you can go back and be like i want this card signed and they have to get the card signed and send it back to them there's probably a way where you can authenticate all this stuff. No, or is that all bogus? It's all bogus.
0: Um, okay. so that the, is- problem, the problem comes in, like, like Bitcoin, the only part of the Bitcoin stack that really connects the digital and the physical world is mining, turning energy into hashes that produce Bitcoin. When you try to, like real estate is a probably one of the most common examples of this. Like let's do real estate deeds on the blockchain. It's anchored into Bitcoin. You can certainly do that. You can have a record of a real estate, Title in the Bitcoin blockchain, but at the, end of the, at the end of the day, like there's nothing Bitcoin can do to enforce that contract. Like if somebody, like, just use a simple example of like a Pepsi bottle, like you try to track a, the supply chain of Pepsi bottles, and you connect the uh, yeah, physical bottle to the uh, a hash in the blockchain. And then when you buy it from the vending machine you own it and you own that that hash on the blockchain too technically that's the contract like i bought this pepsi it's associated with this hash it's mine but if i come and fucking take the pepsi out of your hand and drink it like was it really yours at the end of the day the blockchain says it was but i drank it i drank your milkshake that was mine and so that that is where this idea of like tying physical things to the blockchain really falls flat like if you're going kind of tops cards like a signed Bryce Harper card, like, yes, you could own a signed Bryce Harper, Harper, uh, card on the blockchain. But if I come and steal from you, you don't own it. I do.
1: Yes, that's true. You're right.
0: Like, so there's no, there's nothing Bitcoin can do to enforce that contract. That's something that happens at the social layer of the physical world.
1: That's you're 100% correct that you could steal the thing, but couldn't you at least know that like that card was real? or no this is no
0: no because somebody could just write a hash and be like before they put it in the box and it could not be signed but they could write a hash to say it's signed and it's not signed like there's nothing
1: okay so there's nothing
0: that bitcoin can do to force somebody to actually sign it like
1: okay so what you're so we're just gonna we're gonna go through that, the, that the entire, the entire business of the NFT and all that, like all that jazz of being like tying things to, if it doesn't work. I not.
0: think it's just noise. I mean, the, where the NFT guys will come is like non fungible tokens, digital goods. And you can, since it's a digital good, doesn't operate in the physical world. Yes, like you can prove ownership of the hash, but like at the same day, like, I don't think, I think it's very cloud chasey. I don't, I don't see any value in it. The digital collectibles, the digital But let's assume there
1: was digital collectibles. People cared about that stuff.
0: And there, there's been many of these. And what we found, like OpenSea is a perfect example, Board Apes, like they'll basically launch. It's the same problem with fucking airline points and Starbucks cash. Like they'll say like, oh, these are scarce, but then they'll, they can print as many as they want. There's nothing stopping them from that.
1: Okay, so that actually makes more sense. That ties back to the original point of like-
0: They'll say they um, won't,
1: but- They say that, oh, you're right. Everyone will say they won't, they won't print it. So it ties back to the real thing. It's like you, fanatics works in the actual physical world their own they're selling physical products yeah so what the real thing is is always going to be like
0: and this we're getting to a good point here so what i think businesses like fanatics and your local plumber uh barstool whatever should do just focus on your good business and incorporate bitcoin revenues and treasury balances into your strategy don't try to digitize what you're doing on the blockchain it doesn't make any sense it hasn't worked I don't think it will ever work it will never work because you can't tie the physical in the digital world outside of hashing um and so yeah when we, when we talk about implementing Bitcoin or quote unquote crypto strategy in a business it should just be about accumulating Bitcoin how do you accumulate Bitcoin how do you get Bitcoin into your customers hands so like rewards um taking a percentage of your free cash flow Dumping it into Bitcoin, holding it on your balance sheet, accepting Bitcoin as payment—like that's your, should be your quote-unquote crypto strategy.
1: Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's, so really the, the idea of like the whole, like it can be digitized is kind of just all noise and it's kind of bullshit. Okay. That makes sense. Cause I, I, I was more curious. Cause like, I know, I know big Mike went down that road with the, uh, and I, and he sold it. He had to sell his company. It's like candy digital or something for like a third, but like, that's why I was like, he may be scared of this stuff. Cause I was like, let me, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me ask this question again, because I'm kind of like, I don't even understand the NFT shit or all that shit ever. I think it's all kind of fucking bogus shit. So it's like, I don't really know and understand why it even has value. But the only thing I was thinking though, kind of thinking was like the idea of like, but if you can't, you're right, cause you could steal it. You can steal the fucking you could steal the card from me. So it doesn't really have, you can't really be like, oh, I can say this was on this, That I, this digital mark makes it real when you could just steal the card from me. Yeah. Okay.
0: So that's a, I could drink your milkshake.
1: Yes. So it's kind of like, what's the point of
0: what's the point of complicating something? What's the
1: point of complicating it? What's the point of complicating something like that? There's no point
0: of complicating it. And your opportunity cost of following the NFT fad or the tokenization of physical goods fad, like that's time not spend figuring True. out how to True. You're right. A
1: you're running training. a you're running you're running a multi-billion dollar business, one of the biggest in the world. Why are you going to waste your time on something like that's kind of a fad? Yeah. So things that are not a fad that I that I have another question on and that maybe could tie to like mash and what we're working on is like you someone like fanatics, like you're if you're like I want to be the brand, I want to be the, I want to be the number one sports brand in the world. You're always going to be taught, like, all the attention is on platforms, okay? All mm-hmm. the attention comes from platforms. In a new attention world that would be ran off, like, Fountain and all those guys, in a new attention world that's, like, ran off of Lightning and Bitcoin or whatever, how does that work? Like, explain that in a new attention world, meaning, like, the, all these new monetization models for media, because that also is a big, going, it, it's a like they have Fanatics Live where they're like doing card breaks or whatever. But like, to me, if you're going to be the, the everything app, like the everything, like the everything for sports app, like you're eventually going to either, can't really buy Barstool, they should buy Barstool, but you can't now. But like, what I'm saying is like, you're gonna have to create content. There's gonna be, have to be a content world. And you don't really wanna be beholden to YouTube, Facebook, any fan company, because they control everything, they control all the data, they're not, never gonna give you the correct data. Um, how does that now work too in the new world of like, okay, like here is, here's one case scenario I was thinking of, I was thinking of MASH and thinking of Fanatics. Like we're building stuff that, to like, to uh, essentially we can re-monetize, like we're gonna re-monetize publishers. We're gonna fix their engagement, turn any publisher into a platform. Couldn't Fanat- Fanatics has a relationship with every website, with every sports team, sort of eagles.com, for so the Sixers, uh, Patriots, whatever. Couldn't they essentially be able to collect data or something like that around customers with something like MASH that they couldn't get any other way? Because you're not gonna be able to get it from YouTube. Like imagine if, imagine if, The NFL was like, we're gonna stop putting our stuff on YouTube, we want it back on our platforms. We want it back on Philadelphia vehicles. we want all our highlights to go there, we want all that to go there. Couldn't you monetize or collect data in a way that would be different using Lightning? That you would be, that you currently couldn't do? Because you're never gonna build a platform. You're not gonna build the next YouTube. Fanatics is not gonna build the next YouTube.
0: Yeah, well, we've talked about this before we can cut it if you're not comfortable talking about it. mash just talked about like implementing like the the ads right yeah
1: no we can talk about anything like you said we don't cut anything we don't cut anything yeah so like Let's talk about anything
0: wh- why does youtube have all that data and hold it tightly cuz they make all the revenue from the ads that uh, they get the leverage with the data so similarly like it's it would be a completely new model but like this idea like it's all about incentives so like bringing it back to your platform then trying to monetize on your platform. It's creating an incentive model that incentivizes people to interact with your monetization tools. Um as a company and this like what you guys are working on a MASH with this advertising placement where you can put an advertisement on your site via MASH on the back end, and then the advertisements engage engage base. So it's like a survey or something like that. So that's a great way to collect data. And the user is incentivized to do it because they're getting SATS. To engage with that, they're getting paid to do that, and that helps you hone in on um, survey responses and then cost of acquisition, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, because there has been there's been those models before. There's definitely been engagement based ads before, but I think the thing that you always come back to, and I think this is the right way to look at it, and I just can't sometimes conceptualize it in my brain, is like when you're getting back hard hard assets you're much yeah. more willing to do something than you are. What
0: is, what were the ads before? The survey-based ads they were just the time suck. You didn't get anything in return.
1: No, you did, but it would be like, oh, you earn, you earn airline miles yeah. to so get, like I've seen a million of those companies, yeah. like trust me. Like when I worked at Barcelona, I've seen a million of those companies. Like, oh, you earn, you're, you're earning these points and then you yeah. can you can get a hundred dollar gift card one day.
0: Yeah, but the points aren't worth your time. Whereas the Bitcoin will be worth your time. Yes. So that is It's matching that, um, time capital with actual like monetary capital and airline miles do not equate to time capital. Bitcoin does. So then in terms of worth,
1: another question that I have and I kind of hit on it earlier, but now it's like, if the future of all this is personal brand, it's all personal brand. Okay. Future of media, media, sorry, not all this. I meant media. The future of media is personal brand. What is what is the incentivization of the stack of like, let's take draw and beat again, draw and beat again. I'm gonna I'm gonna play in the NBA, I'm gonna make all this money this way, but then I'm gonna go create a media company or whatever, something for my personal brand. Wouldn't isn't it better to start to accept Bitcoin and use these type of like engagement tools because you can't be censored and you can't really be stopped? Correct, like like that's what I always think about too. It's like we're at a point in the point in the world where it's like where like and I know like everyone like I'm not talking about like 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 the censorship idea of like like think about Twitter like Twitter like they're li- like Disney pulls off the platform, and they pull off the platform they pull the, you can pull anyone off a platform wouldn't you as like a a sports star or whatever wouldn't you want to start to build something on this layer from the idea of like no matter what happens in the world or what happens in my career, like things can go wrong in your career. Like I'm not gonna be like censored. Like isn't that like the Noster thing? I don't know. I don't. I'm just thinking of like the idea of like Fanax has all the relationships with all these sports stars. It may not be ESPN that is like the the leader to give you the information anymore. It may just be the person you're going one the one you're getting rid of the the middleman of the ESPN brand. Fanatics could be like the back end that powers all their merch and does all that stuff and all, and, and, and all like their f- collectibles or whatever. But from the front end, how they get information out into the world, wh- why does everyone not decide to go build on, like, to, why is everyone not building on, like, or like at least looking into that yet? Is it just it's because just, YouTube's too big and like all these things are too big? Yeah. I
0: mean, network effects are massive. Okay. And these platforms where it's just easy. I mean, the, friction to attain the network effect, the audience, network effect um, that you could on YouTube or Twitter or Facebook, whatever it may be, Twitch, TikTok. like it's it's a much bigger hurdle to go it alone. But I do think we're too early right now to realize that dead dream of independent content creators really running everything. We're making incredible progress. Uh, with incredible
1: we've made incredible things like poc-
0: podcasting 2.0 and Noster um I do think eventually we'll get there but yeah it's like if you build it they will come somebody's got to build it I do think if you were to create uh the conditions to enable this type of thing it could be massively beneficial for you in the long run um and then like other things too like before you even get to the the uh, extreme end of the spectrum of adversarial thinking of like athletes getting censored, like, again, going back to, like, low-hanging fruits uh, operating in a world where that isn't happening, there's still benefits to me, like, podcasting 2.0, people are listening to the show, they're streaming us Bitcoin, as they stream me Bitcoin, I'm getting 80% of it, Logan's getting a percentage of it, we're donating 5% to OpenSats, that's happening immediately, so when you port that model over to something like Sports Memorabilia, where Fanatics is has the rights to um, sell jerseys or merch on behalf of individual athletes. Like they could create a business structure, similar podcasting 2.0 is like, once the invoice is paid, Fanatics gets their cut, which is their royalties plus the OpEx. Uh, and then the athlete gets paid immediately. And maybe their management team gets paid immediately or something like that.
1: That's the other, so that's the other thing too, but that's, I think you're saying it better than the way I, the way I was trying to think of it is like, with like a, a way that you can see it Basically, every dollar where everything goes instantly. Yes. Like your management team, like I guess that's what I was kind of getting at is like the new model of the world is like kind of what McAfee did, where it's like, okay, you have, we have, there's, we're on YouTube, but we have, we have eight employees, nine employees. It's like being able to sit there and be like, okay, like, like we, we all knew each other. You know what I mean? Like we all knew each other. So it was like, okay, like there's no, that's the most generous person in the world. We don't gotta worry about that. What I'm thinking of is like the new world model, though. It's like people that are really good at YouTube. Like you go to youtubejobs.co, like, like the really good people, like they don't know those people. Like, like, like let's take, like. and when I say censorship is, is the wrong word because you get censored for anything. Anything. Use the wrong clip, you're censored. Like the wrong clip of like, I use the wrong music, I'm talking off YouTube. I didn't even know it. Okay, I just got a strike on YouTube. But the idea of being able to be like, okay, I can then build out my own PR messaging media arm instantly and I know where all the money goes like that's the another huge part of like bitcoin lightning correct where it's like yeah. being able to know where all the money's going like where like okay like you hire this team of people I want to build the next I want to go be a I want to build like what Paul George built with the thing or whatever you know where all the money's going almost instantly and like where yeah. everyone's getting paid too
0: it's certainly much better however there are like social engineering attacks to this model that could happen. Like, so for example, I'm a basketball player. Fanatics is selling my merch on behalf of me. Um, I'm not saying they would do this, but like just to, um, level set, make it clear that there will still be a level of trust necessary in this business engagement, it's like fanatics could hypothetically like sell a piece of my merch and give them an invoice from a node that, uh, my split isn't involved in. And they could sell that merch. I would be none the wiser to it unless I'm auditing their back end like inventory. So like they would have to provide that back end inventory data, like with the invoices paid, which takes a level of trust and transparency for both parties involved. But ideally, yes. Well that's pretty if that, you're if you're engaged in a honest business transaction, you can make that flow as simple as possible and the accounting is immediate.
1: So okay, so that is possible. Yeah. Okay. So you could do it. In you way. got the
0: like the Bitcoin or adversarial sinker coming out now. Like there's Ways of this, social. You
1: don't got a Bitcoin adversarial thank man, dude. You don't gotta do that. You do that enough, dude. You don't gotta do that enough. We're talking to Big Mike right now. We're talking about <laughs> our first Bitcoin for <laughs> business podcast. And I don't know it's gonna be number two. So we we, we want we want Big Mike to get every, we want Big Mike to get the right information.
0: Okay. And I just gave him the right information. I think adversarial Big Mike. You gotta think through these stuff. So these questions will come up. We'll have a smart athlete Mayor Aaron Rodgers is like, yo, like how do I know that you're not sending invoices and selling my merch? Uh, with- true. It's like a split that I'm not a part of,
1: so then the so then now I mean we're getting to I don't think I have many more questions because it really comes down to if you ask me it's the the answer the answer is what you said in the beginning it's just the idea of like okay first mover advantage and leveraging the relationships you have to actually make a better customer experience for 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 people that. People that consume fanatics products because it seems like it can work across almost any any product line but the real thing is just using bitcoin in the using bitcoin in the correct way and it's not just like trying to make up all these like jazz like the nft bullshit. it's like just using it in a way that's like okay this is what it really can do for for fanatics yeah and it's
0: being practical practical and pragmatic about where you are as a business and where Bitcoin is as a technology and it's maturation. And so like, again, going back to rewards, I think rewards is the lowest hanging no brainer way to integrate it because you're not dumping a bunch of your cash flow into Bitcoin, holding on your balance sheet, stomaching the volatility. Like you're leveraging something that you're just replacing something that you're already leveraging with a better product. And it's sort of the lowest risk way to get into get Bitcoin into your business model for fanatics specifically. Um, and then you get Bitcoin in the hands of your customers. They become more familiar with it Then maybe down the line. You implement something like uh, accepting Bitcoin as payment. And then further down the line, uh, you implement something like automatic revenue splits with the athletes that you're representing. Um, and then further down the line, you just completely transition to a company run on Bitcoin. But yeah, and, and you steps. can run
1: all this on Bitcoin.
0: You can. Yeah. I mean, there's probably, I mean, like,
1: like, think, I'm it's thinking still about, very early. It is early, but the like, problem
0: but, is it's the zero to one problem. Not everybody has Bitcoin. So it's like thinking of creative, unique ways.
1: But if I'm big, Mike, do it
0: with that in if, mind,
1: if you're talking to big Mike and I'm big Mike right now, I'm thinking about the idea of like, when, if we're going down the road of recession, inflation, we all know that's happening. Let's just get that out of the way. Let's not act like it's not happening. Maybe recession. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't. I cannot. I don't know what IRA is. So I don't know what recession means. But I know inflation's real. Two we quarter, know that
0: two quarters in a row of negative GDP growth. Okay,
1: so that's probably going to happen. The first thing you're going to take off is like anything that's like an extra spend. Obviously, I think sports are the biggest in the world. Like people will go to sports events
0: no matter. Yeah, bread and or. circuses. That's uh, yeah, yeah. During the fall of empires, people are really into sports to get distracted from. The,
1: the real yes. The real world. But you could essentially save your motherfucking business by being like give people rewards back on Bitcoin. So like it's yeah. like saving money.
0: Yeah. I mean saving imagine money. imagine like and that's again going back to the zero one problem, people not having Bitcoin. I think this is that's why I'm extremely thankful that companies like Fold exist because I think this is one of the best sly roundabout ways to get Bitcoin into the hands of people. Um and they may be like, Ha, I got this Bitcoin cash back, like whatever I'll just let it sit there. And then over time, they see the value, the purchasing power that Bitcoin accrue. And they're like, oh man, maybe I should look into this. They see what Bitcoin is like, holy crap, this is massive. And then you could easily see a scenario in which fanatics users feel indebted to fanatics for introducing them to Bitcoin become even more emboldened to go back and, do business with fanatics to buy more merch, to interact with the live streams, the betting platform, whatever it may be.
1: Yeah. Like you would definitely, you would be like, okay, because they are helping me save money. This is what I'll use to buy my tickets. I won't use to go to Ticketmaster. Like they end up being a ticketing platform. I think fanatics is trying to be everything.
0: Yeah. They care about me. So I do want to support them.
1: Yeah. Like they're coming. Cause the way, the way big Mike's thinking about it is they're thinking about like 10, 20, 30 years from now. Yeah. So at least he's thinking about it in a way where it's like, if you start doing this now, first mover advantage you could
0: and again there's low hanging fruit rewards i think is a massively low hanging fruit and it's lowest friction the enterprise apis exist Uh, you probably don't have to put up a shit ton of capital you don't have to take on a bunch of bitcoin exposure risk yourself as a company it's all operated on the back end um, by fold and other companies like them Um, and then you just begin to see all your customers are interacting with it you get feedback from them I think eventually, like holding Bitcoin as a company, will be validated. Then you go from rewards to accepting Bitcoin, to all the other exotic and innovative solutions that we described, whether like payment splits and international commerce and all that stuff. That makes it's an order of operations, I think.
1: Yeah, that's that's the way Big Mike's gonna think about it. I'm thinking about it from like this. The I think about just all the cool shit in the
0: future. Yeah, I mean big goal, eventually going to Bitcoin standard. We're doing all these cool things as a company, but to get to that end goal, you gotta take small steps for small step rewards.
1: All right. Big Mike, you heard it here first. You're gonna become the Amazon of the Amazon of sports <laughs> if you if you listen if you listen to Marty.
0: And there we go. I like the structure. I like the show. I like you peppering me with questions. How'd I do?
1: I think you did pretty well. I think, uh, I think I'm, don't really still understand everything Bitcoin can do. So when we do more of these, I'll be able to understand more about like how companies can use it because everyone's always like, well, we gotta build these new things. We gotta build these new, like they're not gonna, companies ain't gonna go away. The ain't going away. So there has to be a more like information from the Bitcoin world of like how a company itself can use it Yeah, because that's the thing practically
0: like practically that's the big problem that bitcoiners myself included uh have had it's just like you need to just start accepting bitcoin it's not really practical for multi-billion dollar businesses like what is the first step they can take again beat the dead horse rewards i think makes perfect sense here
1: rewards and then the other thing like you said earlier it's prior rewards and chargebacks because those are the two things there's a lot of chargebacks in that industry
0: yeah well then that's that's where it gets interesting where the company can actually dictate user behavior because they're like, we're taking on so much chargeback risk that we need you to pay this way so that we eliminate that risk from our business. But that again, too, I think it may still be a bit too early for that. Um, but down the line eventually.
1: Okay. I like this. I like the new Bitcoin for business. People tell us in the comments, what do you want to see us do next?
0: Yeah. Which business should we do next?
1: I don't know, dude. We gotta do another, we can do I mean, another. Maybe it
0: should just be user generated topics, you know?
1: Yeah, let the users pick, drop it in the comment, drop us. tell us, tweet at Marty, tell us, what business do you want us to discuss how Bitcoin could implement it? Cause I think this is the, this is how we gotta be thinking of this now. Uh, the people are, the, the super smart people do the super smart things. You yeah. do the super smart things, we gotta be thinking about it in a way where it's like- What's practical. What's practical and why a business would do this now and why they should do it for to to keep market share over the next 30 years or whatever yeah because th- every company should be able to implement it i don't think there's many people that are even like telling companies like this is what you should be doing
0: yeah if or why if you're listening to this you want to see a list of companies that can help you do this go to 1031.vc or portfolio companies you see it you're pumping your bags right well now i'm just we, we
1: came in here to do this for philadelphia and you're pumping your bags right?
0: <laughs> I think my, I think the companies in our portfolio can help you do this. If you're looking to do it, fold is one of them. Disclaimer.
1: Fine. Fine. You're pumping your bags. I, now I get the format of this show. It's going to be you pumping your bags and me asking the questions. <laughs> All right. I'm good. I got enough. Thank you. Thank you, Marty. The, the big Mike's done for the day. Peace. And love Take
0: sticky.